Crime is continuing to rise in Los Angeles, which leaves us wondering, what could be the cause? They've depleted their resources. They haven't funded it properly. They haven't adequately put the dollars. And you can't say we're going to defund, we're going to fund, we're going to defund. You can't play back and forth. You can't play a game. And that's what they've done with public safety. My guest today is Dennis Zine, former police officer and former city council member of Los Angeles. Today he'll discuss why the city hall's approach is impacting the rising crime. And hopefully that local election will bring people in who care. People who want to run Los Angeles like a business. Right now, it's run like a circus. I'm Siamak Korami. Welcome to California Insider. Pleasure. Thank you for the pleasure of being here today. We want to talk to you about L.A. and safety. Uh, we have a question out of the gate for you. Like, why is L.A. not safe anymore? Well, the number one issue is you have a defiance within the community. You have a city council and a mayor that haven't appropriated the proper resources for the police department to do their job. You've got a crime that continues to escalate. If you go out in a nice car and have a Rolex watch, you're then subject to being a victim of robbery. And if we look at the crime statistics themselves, the crime statistics bear out the problem. Some people have a crime, they don't report it. But the crimes that are reported, for example, murder, in the city of Los Angeles, up 37%. Aggravated assault, up 20%. Grand theft auto, up almost 40% of cars being stolen. Robbery, up 13%. Shots fired, up 66%. Shooting victims, up almost 67%. And the Los Angeles Police Department, compared to 2017, they are down almost 600 officers compared to 2017. So what you have is a city council that's not appropriating the proper funding, not adequately staffing the police department to do the job of protecting and serving. And you've got a lot of officers that are out there that have really given up the ability or surrendered the ability because of the situation in Los Angeles with the police commission, with the mayor who called police officers killers, with the defund the police movement, all these factors merged together. And the subsequent is you've got, subsequently you have uh, increase in crime and violence and more victims. Uh, we have murders in the high end areas, the low end areas in between. So we have a continuing escalating problem. We have a recall going on George Gascon, the district attorney, because he doesn't believe in enhancing penalties. He doesn't believe in prosecuting people. He just loves letting people run around and commit crime, serious crime, violent crime. So we have a, the factors of, you don't have a council and a mayor that's very supportive. Then you got a district attorney, when an arrest is made, you have a district attorney who doesn't want to prosecute to the maximum extent of the law. And you've got a state senator, Bob Hertzberg, who's running for county supervisor, who passed a no bail in Sacramento, which means if you get arrested, most times you don't have to put up any bail, you just sign a ticket and get released. You don't show up in court, a warrant for your arrest, so the system has really collapsed when you look at public safety. And the chief of police came out and said, don't wear your Rolex watch in public. And if you follow some of the robberies that have taken place, people out to dinner, leave dinner, driving home in a nice car, they have the follow home where the suspects follow them home and then rob them, take their jewelry, take their car, commit other serious crimes. So 
we've got a situation in Los Angeles as reflected by the crime statistics where it's not a safe place to be, to live, to work, to shop, et cetera. And I've been a police officer since 1968. I joined the LAPD in 1968. I've served continuously, even the time I was a charter commissioner and a city council member. I did 12 years in the city council, two years in the charter reform commission. I can tell you, it's not a good environment and we can't recruit people because they don't want to work in the city, which used to be the city of the angels, but now you've got the homeless problem, you've got the crime problem. It's just a snowball of problems. You've got a mayor that is really disconnected. You've got the water and power scandal where the general manager just admitted to major corruption. You got a city council member, Mitch Englander, who went to federal prison. You got two other council members that are facing federal charges. So you've got corruption in government. And how would you expect it to work when you've got elected officials who are elected to serve the people who are corrupt, who are taking bribes, who are taking money illegally? And committing violations of the law. Does the city council not want safety in LA? Well, they, is that what, what are they thinking? They say they want safety, but when you look at their votes, when you look at the defunding movement, and the defunding movement has been terrible for law enforcement across the country. You, you can't say we're going to fund, we're going to defund. You can't go back and forth like a ping pong ball. It doesn't work that way. You either have the resources to address the situation. We used to have a called a HOPE team, H-O-P-E, and they strictly dealt with the homeless population because of defunding, because of the budget being reduced to the police department, that particular assignment was disbanded. They put those officers back in uniform handling patrol calls. 9-11 calls have to be handled. But when you look at the reduction of police officers from 2017 till we are today, nearly 600, the numbers get worse because you don't have the people. Now, when I talk about the number of police officers, that's the raw number from recruit to the chief of police. But within that, you've got officers who are on vacation, officers who are sick, officers who are in training. So you really don't have the proper number to police the city this size. So everything you look at from the top down, from the administration of the council, the mayor, the council, et cetera, the police commission, it's a failed situation. But then that crime situation where you're told don't wear a Rolex watch, make sure when you drive home from a restaurant, if someone's following you, go to a police station. In fact, many of our police stations aren't open 24 hours anymore. They close. So there's a lot of changes that have taken place. But if you don't have a mayor and a council, again, there's one mayor and 15 council members. If they're not supportive of public safety, and for the most part in Los Angeles, they're not supporting public safety. They want to placate every group that's squeaking, that's, call, that's hollering, that's calling for change. It doesn't work. So the consequence are you have a crime wave and it's not getting better. You mentioned the mayor, he defunded the police and then he refunded the police, but, but he did it quietly. It doesn't seem like a lot of the government officials in LA um, talk about crime. What's happening here? Is it, is it becoming too political? Are these guys afraid of losing their base if they talk about crime? Garcetti's done as far as mayor. He wants to go to India. He's up to be ambassador of India, but that has not been confirmed. And it doesn't look like, it looks like it may not happen because Washington elected officials have made comments to the fact that they don't think he's going to be confirmed to go to India as the ambassador from the United States to India. But clearly you can't play into both sides. You can't play into the advocates that say, we don't want the police and then say, oh, we want the police, but we want to cut the police. We don't want this. We don't want that. And again, when, when, when we're down almost 600 officers, that's a lot of people. That's a lot of people. We've got everything from the San Fernando Valley, San Pedro, the east, the west. 
we got a huge city, 4 million people, large territory. Unlike New York, which is tall, we're spread out. We're spread out all over the place. And if you don't have adequate resources to address it, the consequence are you're going to have more and more crime. The officers wear body cams, very expensive. They have to wear body cams to document every encounter. And then they're talking about no pretext stops. If a person has expired registration or no taillight, whatever the case may be, don't stop them if you don't have to. It's like, wait a second, don't do your job. They're, they're, it's like a horse. When you pull the reins back, whoa, whoa, whoa. That's what they're doing. They're pulling the reins back. Don't do this and don't do that. Don't upset this. Don't upset that. Well, we, we had a situation where there was a homeless encampment. The council member in that particular area, Mitchell Farrell, decided he wants to clean them out. And what happened was 150 people got arrested. The city attorney, who's running for mayor, didn't prosecute one of those individuals who failed to disperse. They were arrested. They were arrested and booked. The city attorney did not file one charge. So when you got that breakdown, what do you think the people are going to do? They'll go out and protest more, say, hey, nothing happened to me. I got arrested. I got released. Didn't even get charged. So you got a weak city attorney. You got a city under federal investigation. You got a councilman who already went to federal prison. You got two more awaiting federal trial. You got the water and power general manager that admitted without going to trial, corruption, millions of dollars in contract. What do you expect? What do you expect the police officer to do? How are you going to save it if you got the captain of the ship, the leaders, who just don't care. What you have now in Los Angeles, Chris Caruso running for mayor, uh, Karen Bass running for mayor, these other people running for mayor, and, and people are very, very frustrated, and people are upset, and officers are demoralized. How do you think they feel when the mayor of the city calls them killers? How do you think that makes them feel? And every time something happens, they're going to criticize the police because they overreacted, they underreacted, they did this wrong, they did that wrong. Whatever they do, the criticism is there. And those groups are out there screaming and hollering. And, and I'd never seen it in my career to the point it is now. And it's really a pathetic situation. And John Q. Citizen says, hope's got to come around someday. Well, I guarantee it's not going to come around with the current administration governing the city of Los Angeles. Now, you mentioned 600, city of LA is short 600 police officers. And what does this mean? Does it mean that your 911 calls are going to get delayed? Or what kind of calls are not going to get answers? That means you have fewer people responding to the 911 calls. That means the narcotics activity. We just had a situation in an illegal marijuana place where someone got killed a couple of days ago in the city of Los Angeles, San Fernando Valley, which means you have fewer resources. The 911 calls are handled by civilian dispatchers. They handle the call. So they get a call, a murder, a robbery, a rape, a burglary, whatever the case may be. They have to have a unit available to respond to that. If there's no unit available, you have to wait till someone comes available. And I can remember when we had the riot over 30 years ago and I was there, I remember calling for a fire truck on a building that was smoldering, no fire trucks available. When you deplete all your resources, you're in terrible situation, which is what the elected officials in Los Angeles have done. They've depleted their resources. They haven't funded it properly. They haven't adequately put the dollars and you can't say we're gonna defund, we're gonna fund, we're gonna defund. You can't play back and forth. You can't play a game. And that's what they've done with public safety. I joined the police department at 21 years of age. I'm still around doing it. Very few people have done more time than I have, but I'm committed to it. Again, I was a charter commissioner, a city councilman. I have a son on the, on the Los Angeles Peter. He's a captain with the police department. I hear his stories, what he has to deal with. So when you have people at the top who control the budget, the police department has a budget, but that budget is funded by the 
the city council, the mayor. They're the ones who appropriate, whether you get $10 or $10 million. That's all done by the elected officials. So if you have a $10 million budget and it's done down to $5 million, you're going to make some cutbacks. I'm just giving you an illustration of how serious it is. And the, the significant numbers are the ones I read to you. Murders up in the last two years, up almost 40%. Almost 40% people getting murdered. That's ridiculous. And the car thefts and the catalytic converters that are stolen, the home break-ins and the robberies and this and that. And you see it all the time. What Beverly Hills has done, they don't only have a police department. They have hired off, uh, I wouldn't say off the, they hired security, armed security to bolster the police department. They're spending millions of dollars in Beverly Hills to make it safe. They still have crime, but they're addressing it vigorously. Not Los Angeles. You drive in Beverly Hills, you're going to see video cameras everywhere. Not in Los Angeles. So what you have is a dysfunctional government led by a dysfunctional mayor. And the consequence, people are unsafe. And when the chief of police says, don't wear a Rolex watch when you go out, that's a sad message. Don't wear jewelry. Don't wear a Rolex watch. Don't drive a nice car. I mean, what are we telling people? What do we tell them? How can we protect them? And the sheriff of L.A. County, the sheriff is now issuing gun permits, clearing a CCW, a concealed weapon permit, unprecedented. That hasn't been done in many, many years. He's issuing those, and the applications are coming about a 1,000 a month. And he's issuing those to protect people because clearly your law enforcement doesn't have the resources. Not that they don't want to, but they don't have the resources to address, to make the difference and to make it safe. It's a crisis. But until we get a change in leadership, it's going to continue. And fortunately, we've got an election coming down very soon. And hopefully we'll get somebody in there who's going to make a difference and make a change and make it work for the taxpayers who are frustrated, for the students who are frustrated, for everybody who's frustrated. Now, you mentioned that the police force is, is under a lot of pressure because of the defunding and they're short staffed. It doesn't seem like the city leaders and the government is, is paying a lot of attention to crime. At the same time, crime is going up. Do you think this trend is going to continue? Do you think it's going to get a lot worse based on what you see? I always look for the rainbow. I'm looking for the rainbow that shows it's going to be happy. The benefit is we have an election coming up very soon for mayor, council members, city attorney, local election. And hopefully that local election will bring people in who care people who want to run Los Angeles like a business. Right now, it's run like a circus. But where would you find, what would you think? Just think a moment. You've got a council member who gets indicted by the FBI for corruption. An LA City Council member gets indicted. That person didn't even go to trial, didn't plead not guilty, pled guilty. Well, how dirty can you be when you don't even go to trial? How much evidence is there? You plead guilty? went to federal prison, now he's out. And you've got two more that are waiting for the trial for corruption. There's only 15. It, it, I find it unconscionable. Out of 15, you're going to have three that are involved in criminal, major criminal activity, awarding contracts, doing this, stealing this. It's, 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 unreal. it's unreal. This is what you hear about in corrupt cities. Hey, we're here in Los Angeles, City of the Angels. It's happening here. It's happening now. And the FBI is not done investigating City Hall. They're still conducting investigations into corruption at City Hall because the FBI has a lot of resources. They can take forever. They'll take all the time they need. And then all of a sudden the boom comes down. 
But you hear about this in other locations, not Los Angeles. We're supposed to be a clean city, not a corrupt city. Then look at the railroad yard where the theft was going through the roof. And they showed this on TV. Everything I'm saying is on TV. You've seen it many times. Break it into the rail cars and stealing everything, including guns. I mean, who's watching? Who's protecting? But then you got the district attorney. Ah, I don't want to prosecute people. I don't think that's right. Doesn't matter what you do. You can murder 10 people. I'm not going to prosecute you and give you a death penalty or enhance the sentence. It's absurd. So you got a district attorney that is a farce, a joke, needs to be recalled. You got city council members who are corrupt, who are taking bribes, et cetera. You got others that are dysfunctional. You got a mayor that only wants to do is leave and go to India to be an ambassador. You don't have anyone commanding the ship and the ship is drifting. It's like a ship in the ocean, you're on a cruise ship and the captain's out cold. The crew is abandoned ship and you're just floating around the middle of nowhere, going in circles. That's what Los Angeles is described as. That's for me, a native Angelino who's been elected official, a police officer. And I'm telling you where we're going. We're going in the wrong direction until Los Angeles can get its act together and bring back a sense of law and order where people are held accountable, responsible, and your tax dollars are spent wisely, spent wisely. So they cut the police officers that are involved in traffic enforcement, the motorcycle officers, where I served time in, when I was with the police fire. They've cut those numbers down. You wonder why you have more people getting killed in traffic collisions. Why? Because people aren't getting tickets. Why? Because no one out there to ride them. This is the problem. So they invest millions of dollars in body cams and to justify what the officers do to show the officers are professional. They're professional people. They know how to enforce the law. But it's the knuckleheads who want to show resistance, who want to interfere. And one thing that the law says, when an officer tells you you're under arrest, you're supposed to surrender peacefully, put your hands up, put your hands behind your back, get arrested, put the handcuffs and take you away. But what they do now is they fight. And then they blame the police for excessive force. Well, wait a second. If you didn't resist, there would be no force used at all. But the illogical, oh, the police officers used too much force. Oh, the police officers are out of control. Well, wait a minute, jerk. Why didn't you just cooperate when the officer told you to put your hands behind your back that you're under arrest? You have a lawful obligation to that. No, no. We don't blame the bad guy. We blame the police officer. You used excessive force. It's absurd. The activity that goes on in this city is absurd. Absurd. And the LA Times is responsible for a lot of this because they play into it. The LA Times used to be a credible newspaper. I wouldn't line a birdcage with the LA Times. And you know what the birds do in the birdcage? And that's what I think about the LA Times. In terms of the people of LA, like people like yourselves that are in LA and living there and, and grew up there or they love the city and they're seeing all of this, what can they do? Is there anything they can do? It seems like the city councilmen, the politicians, the leaders of LA is following a certain ideology that might be away from the average person in LA. How can the average people in LA make something happen or make a change or tell people what, they're, what they need, the leaders? Well, the people are choosing two ways. They're either leaving, moving out to other areas. Many of the police officers, firefighters who retire, move to Arizona, move to Nevada, move to other states, Idaho, Tennessee, they move. And they save money because the cost of living is less, the taxes are less. I've got a friend who was an assistant city attorney, he retired, moved his family up to Spokane, 
no personal income tax. Shops in Oregon, no sales tax. And we spoke. He's making more money retired, just saving in the taxes. Sold out here and moved. A lot of people doing that. A lot of people doing that. Those of us that are still here hope that this election coming up will make a difference. It can be changed. It can be turned around. But it can't be turned around by a taxpayer. It can only be turned around by the elected officials, starting with the mayor. And let me tell you the power that the mayor has. The mayor appoints every single commissioner. Now, we've got everything from Department of Aging to the zoo, everything from A to Z. Every department's got commissioners, transportation, police commission, recs, everything's got commissioners. They're all, they don't get paid, but they're volunteers and they have, oh, I'm a commissioner. Okay, so you're a commissioner. Every single commissioner is appointed by the mayor. Commissioners set policy within the specific organizations. So what happens is the mayor appoints them. The general manager, people who run the fire chief, Rex and Parks, et cetera. The mayor appoints every single one. The mayor has some awesome power. If it's not working, then the general manager at the department, it's time to retire or move on to something else. You need to have a mayor with some courage to stand up for the people, the taxpayers, and not just let it go lollygag down the road. Okay, you've been here for 10 years. We'll make you a general manager. You've been here for 20 years, blah, blah, blah. That's what has to be done. It's not like the mayor doesn't have the power. The mayor has awesome power, doesn't exercise it. We have a commissioner recently, which they're illegal to host fundraisers for elected officials. This commissioner hosted a fundraiser for an elected official, illegally got caught. All the money had to go back to the donors. They have no ability to remain there after the mayor says you're gone. Should have been knocked off, taken out, back. You're no longer commissioner. But no, as I understand, person is still there in the commission, shouldn't be there. That sends a message. Don't violate the rules. The rules are very clear and simple. Don't violate them. And if you do, there's consequences. But when you have a mayor that doesn't really get engaged and involved, because, oh, it's civil service. No, it's not civil service. When you're a commissioner, there is no civil service. When you're a general manager, there is no civil service. You serve at the will of the mayor. And when you don't perform, the mayor has the authority to remove you into something else or say goodbye, you're done. This mayor doesn't do that. The mayor doesn't exercise the power. Lo and behold, we got a city, a city in decay. But if you come to Los Angeles and you drive down around City Hall, what do you have? Homeless encampments. Drive down Hollywood, homeless encampments. But who's trying to clean it up is the sheriff. The sheriff is trying to clean it up. He's coming into Los Angeles saying, it's not being done by the locals, I'll do it. He's been doing it in Hollywood. He's been doing it down on the beach, ruling away with the sheriff of LA County. So you've got basically a dysfunctional city led by dysfunctional elected officials, and the people keep paying their taxes, and the taxes keep going up and up and up, and your quality of life is going down. But I say it once again, I'll say it forever. We've got great weather. We've got blue skies. We don't have hurricanes, tornadoes. We don't have bugs. I hate bugs. We don't have those things like other cities, other states. God has provided, we have. Everything else is a disaster. So do you have any other thoughts for our audience? Thoughts are hopefully, hopefully Los Angeles will turn around and you'll be able to go out to dinner in a nice car, in nice clothes, with a Rolex watch and not be worried about being the victim of a robbery. Hopefully, the homeless population will be addressed 
in the city of Los Angeles with a new mayor and a new council. Hopefully this will be done. And if not, it'll go down the same trend that we're going down now, more crime, more violence, and more people leaving Los Angeles, going to other areas where they can feel safe, especially senior citizens. They're very, very vulnerable. But we've seen the crime statistics and we've seen the stories on television and they read in the newspaper. It's a terrible situation. And I wanna tell people that in 2028, what's happening in 2028? The Olympics are coming to Los Angeles. 2028, the Olympics will be here. I worked the 84 Olympics, and I will tell you, we were working 12-hour shifts, seven days a week. Seven days a week, 12-hour shifts. I was a motorcycle supervisor. We worked our fannies off to make sure that the athletes and the spectators were safe. We don't have the resources right now to do that. We're going to call in the National Guard. 2028 goes by real quick. Before we know it, it'll be here. We need to train the personnel. We need to have adequate personnel. And while you're doing the Olympics, you still have all the responsibilities of providing safety and protection for the rest of Los Angeles. UCLA, SC, those campuses were well secured 24 hours a day, well secured. The athletes were safe because years ago, there was problems. Athletes were murdered because world terrorism. We don't want that scar on the city of Los Angeles. So we need to gear up for the 2020. They haven't even started training personnel which takes a lot of intense training. The motorcades, taking athletes from one location to another, making sure they're safe and they're secure. We need to prepare. And if we don't prepare, God help us. God help us as a city. But hopefully the new mayor, the new council members, the new city attorney, get rid of this district attorney, bring a district attorney who wants to prosecute, hold people accountable, responsible. It can be changed, but it can only be changed with proper leadership. And if we go down the same path, with this uh, negative, who cares attitude by elected officials, it's not gonna be good for anybody, no one. Dennis Zine, former city councilman of Los Angeles and former police officer, it was great to have you on California Insider. My pleasure to be with you, thank you.